we see women out like running and still struggling to lose weight, you know, barely eating and struggling to release weight, not sleeping through the night. And because the real issue in perimenopause has everything to do with the fact that the baton is being passed from our ovaries to our adrenals and our adrenals are our stress managers, we're super sensitive to the amount of stress coming in our body. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sister, how are you feeling in your body today? What's it saying to you? Is it telling you you should go work out when you're feeling so tired? Is it telling you you're overwhelmed? Or do you maybe know you're overwhelmed, but you're not actually feeling that stress? Are your joints tight? Are your ankles swollen? What are the messages she sends to you? This is how we know there's an underlying issue. And we get so easily thrown off by looking at a number on a scale. But I always have to remind myself when I fall into that trap, and I do, that weight gain and weight release are actually the last symptom to come and they're really a symptom of an underlying issue right something else happening inside rarely in our perimenopause years is it simply that we're eating too much and not moving enough that's the conundrum that's what we run into and it's a two-prong approach right it's not because this is why we see we see women out like running and still struggling to lose weight you know barely eating and struggling to release weight not sleeping through the night and because the real issue in perimenopause has everything to do with the fact that the baton is being passed from our ovaries to our adrenals and our adrenals are our stress managers, we're super sensitive to the amount of stress coming in our body. Whether it's stress from something we are eating that's creating inflammation, whether it's not sleeping right or stress from our, stress from our circadian rhythm not being organized, whether it's stress from the world around us or whether it's stress you know, that we can't really get to control because of relationships or children or careers, we still need to find a way to eliminate that or lower the cortisol coming at us so the body has space to heal and at the same time manage the stress that that we don't get to control. And when we do that, when we actually create more space in our body, we're actually able to have more bandwidth and handle more things. So today, I in this episode, I'm really excited to share with you seven exercises that you can do 
every day or you can pick one and do one a day. I'll even tell you how I implement them that are small amounts of time every single day. You can just set a little alarm that will pack a big punch when it comes to managing the stress that's coming at you. So if you're ready to lower that stress and shift into fat burning and stop feeling so stuck in your body, this is the episode for you. Let's dive in. Real quick, sister, a huge focus for me at the beginning of my perimenopause and hormone balance journey was making sure that I'm getting a good amount of really clean and micronutrients in my diet every day. And that's when I knew that I had to check out Organifi. I actually had a friend who was always on top of her gut health and always had so much energy tell me about Organifi a few years ago and she swore by it. So I wanted to check out their greens powder and it's a pretty amazing nutrient dense hormone supporting drink. It's organic, vegan, complete with adaptogens and 10 plus super greens. And when you drink it first thing in the morning, it packs a huge punch against afternoon cravings, energy dips, and really sets your gut health up. And there, like when it sets the gut health up, up, it really creates the foundation for your hormone support for each and every day, reducing the stress in your body. I love their original flavor. I just shake it over ice with 25 ounces of water in a shaker cup, and my body really begins to crave it now. It's my favorite. So I wanted to make sure if you were just looking for a way or a simple way to max out your micronutrients to support your hormone and gut health and get that energy like I am, go to Organifi.com and use code BRIA for 15% off of any item in the store. They don't just have greens, they have a huge selection of other amazing items, including a hormone specific drink that you can enjoy at night, especially if you have sweet or salty cravings to make that difference. So again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use code BRIA, B-R-I-A at the discount code at checkout for 15% off any item in the store. You won't regret it. So I used to think that in order to burn belly fat, I needed to be doing a lot of crunches, I needed to be doing a lot of cardio. When I started to learn so much more about hormones and this shift we go through in perimenopause, I began to really unearth the real reason so many women are struggling with belly fat specifically. And it's it's twofold. One, it's often an excess amount of estrogen in the body. In the first part of our perimenopause, we um, our liver is really trying to to metabolize our hormones, right? Our liver has like 50 different roles at least. And one of them is to metabolize toxins, clean the toxins out of the body, handle the inflammation, the excess cortisol, but to also metabolize these hormones that come at us in a rhythm every single month and turn them from being fat soluble into water soluble so we can poop them out. And of course, if the liver is way too busy with a greater job like handling excess cortisol or inflammation or it's just overworked, and we know this often, especially if you're waking up from 2 to 4 a.m., that's a real indicator that your liver is overworked. Or if you're waking up in the morning and you're exhausted all the time, or if you have a lot of salty cravings, these are real indicator of, of liver issues, um, then it can't deal with the excess estrogen. So it it actually stores the estrogen and where do we think it stores it? In the closest, easiest place for safekeeping because the estrogen can't go running around rampant in the body. So it stores it in, you know, that ring around our tummy that drives everyone nuts and butt and thighs and around there. And 
it's frustrating because um, because estrogen actually continues to grow in our fat cells. So it's one of these things, again, just like in perimenopause, where if you don't do anything, it will get worse. And we can crunch your way as many times as you want in a day. You can do all the cardio you want. But this is why we see, we see women all the time out at the gym or out running or barely eating anything and still unable to lose that belly weight because the issue is not is not really the fat burning or the calories in or calorie out. The issue is that the body can't even shift into fat burning because it's stuck handling all the stress with your liver being overworked. So it's, you hear me all the time, and we definitely talk about this in Midlife Mojo, the first phase of, of supporting your hormones to, to guarantee that you'll get back into fat burning is always going to be inflammation reduction. And we need to do that in two ways. One, first, we need to remove the inflammatory items out of our diet. And everyone always is like, oh, Bria, I can't imagine living without my wine for a month. And I get it. I appreciate, I appreciate wine just like anybody else. But when we understand that it's like picking a scab constantly and, and alcohol specifically or sugar, like it takes alcohol five days to get out of our system. So even if you're just a weekend drinker, by the time your body, your liver deals with that, it hits the weekend, you're drinking again. And again, it can be the same with sugar. It can be same with irritating foods. It's in life when we're balanced, we can absolutely go out and crush hard workouts. We can absolutely go out and have drinks with friends here and there. We can absolutely have ice cream with our kids or eat the fresh baked cookies. But when you're imbalanced, it really is like you have this open wound happening inside of you. And anything you do that's in the inflammatory response is going to tick your body off and push it further into chaos. Um, and the only way back is going to be to reduce that inflammation. So we start by pulling those things out, but that doesn't always heal all the issues, right? Depending on the amount of stress you have happening in your life, or even more so, I have a lot of clients who went through a significant stressful time. Maybe it was a divorce, or maybe it was some issues with their children that they were struggling with, or family issues, or financial issues. And even though they've moved out of that phase now, they are, are still, you know, dealing with the aftermath or the ripple effect of being in such high cortisol for so long. And of course, when that marries up with this time of our perimenopause, and this is where I think COVID did such a slam bam number on women about to go into perimenopause, is that we were already pretty maxed. And then all of a sudden we got dumped a massive amount more work on us, you know, taking care of kids at home, you know, the stress of the world. And it just kind of like hits that domino and flips you over the edge into a really tough spot. So the the other way that is really, really key is to make sure that you are doing something every day to create stress management, a stress management habit, so that we can begin to handle the stress in our life a little bit better. And the, the beauty of this is when you create that stress management habit in your life, you actually end up having more space to make changes in the things that feel out of our control, right? It's really hard to, you know, think about, gosh, even 
getting to the doctor when you already feel like your life is slammed and you're overwhelmed and you're so tired or getting to a therapist or going to a relationship therapist when you're already so full. So even these bigger issues in our life that cause so much stress, we don't even have the capacity to handle until we calm this chaos. So we focus on the pulling out of the inflammation. I know you've heard me talk about this on previous episodes. And then the other really powerful thing to do is actually implement simple exercises in your day. I'm not talking about crunches and sit-ups and push-ups and burpees and squats. I'm talking about really simple, like five minute exercises that you can do each day. Just set a little alarm. I'll tell you how I do mine. That can make such a difference in lowering the stress in your body. We have this thing called our vagus nerve, which is goes from our brain down into our entire organs in our body. And it's like a highway. Um, and it, it handles or manages, you know, it can get really constricted with all the stress going on. And when we stimulate this nerve, it actually is what kind of brings us back to life. It makes us feel alive. In fact, it is what gets stimulated, you know, when you're falling in love and it just, nothing else seems to matter and you feel alive or, or you go to a concert and you're just out there and you're singing at the top of your lungs or singing in your car and you just you feel the energy of everything around you, that's your vagus nerve getting stimulated. And we can do it in really quick ways, but we just need to make it consistent and habitual. And I was one of the worst for implementing small habits until I learned how to just habit stack. So I'm going to give you these seven exercises that will really help you manage and, and deal with the stress, stimulate your vagus nerve so that you can burn belly fat and you'll never have to do a push up to do it. Um, but I would, I would start by just doing, you know, setting an alarm for five minutes first thing in the morning before I ate lunch and before I ate dinner. And then if I wanted before I went to bed. So we're talking about just a few minutes a day. And I have seven exercises for you when you set these pieces. And don't forget, look, it is really easy not to do simple things. But these are the kinds of things that pack such a big punch when you commit to them. Okay, so you can do, again, you can just pick one of these and do it a day. You can pick a few of them and, and scatter them throughout the day. I really recommend that you just start tomorrow and you pick one and maybe you do it before you eat. It's so powerful when you either do it first thing in the morning or before you eat a meal because we wanna start our day in a calm space. Often we our alarm goes off and we automatically pick up our phone and we're either like stressing about the amount of emails we have to deal with or, or we're like deep into the shenanigans of other people's social media feed and it just automatically kind of throws us into this stressed out state. So we want to take control of our life and body again um, and, and really calm that piece down. And of course, when we calm ourselves down before we eat, we actually are able to assimilate the nutrients in our food better. Um, if we're stressed when we eat, our body automatically pretty much stores it as fat. So we can eat and still feel exhausted and not have energy and keep gaining weight. Or you can calm yourself down for a minute before you eat and it makes a massive difference in the energy levels, in your blood sugar levels, in, your, in the way your body is able to capture the nutrients that are there. Okay, so get ready. Here are your seven, seven exercises to burn the belly fat that are gonna make a big difference for you. I, I have gotten into the habit of being able to do two of these a day whenever I think about it or when I set this alarm. So number one is what we call a knuckle squeeze. You actually interlace your fingers in front of you right at the knuckles and you just squeeze the knuckles together 
and just take some deep breaths while you do it. The second one is what I like to call four, seven, eight breathing. I learned this in, in um, some holistic health courses I took and it's such a powerful thing. All we need to do, you do about four or five rounds of it max. You breathe in through your nose for a count of four. You hold the breath for a count of seven and you breathe out slowly like you're blowing out through a straw for a count of eight. That's it. Simplest thing, four rounds. In fact, when I'm up at night, if I'm really struggling, this one helps so much. Okay, tip number three, exercise number three, you can do legs on the wall. So this is one of my newest favorite ones where before I go to bed at night, especially if I'm feeling wound up or maybe I worked a little too close or I was dealing with some family drama or kid drama, you just lay on the floor with your legs pressed up against the wall up and, and I will just, you know, read a book like that or listen to something like that or talk to the kids or have the dog next to me. And you can sit there for like 10, 15 minutes. So that one's a little bit longer, but that alone actually relaxes the body and stimulates the vagus nerve. Number four is cold exposure. This is one of the reasons I love walking in the winter um, for 10, 15 minutes in the morning because it actually wakes you up and stimulates, stimulates your whole body. And that's the energy we want brought back in our life. So again, we're trying to calm the body down, but also bring us alive again, right? A lot of the times we can feel like a total drainbow in life when, when it's always the same thing and our hormones are out of whack and we don't feel good in our body and we need to feel alive again. So cold exposure by like walking in the cold, simply in the morning, sticking your face in ice water for just a minute or 30 seconds, even having a cold shower and even just the last minute of your shower, if you can turn it cold, watch what happens. It's like when you jump in a lake and it's the early, you know, the early season of the lake and you jump in and it kind of takes your breath away, but then you just, your skin comes alive and you just feel more like you again. Okay, number five is to chill out. Chill the heck out. Sit down and just chill out on the couch and just relax. Guilt-free without any shame because everybody needs a little downtime. And I promise you, I have yet to meet a lazy woman in my life and in my career. So just relax and chill out. Number six is to orgasm. Self-pleasure or pleasure with someone else, whatever it is for you, orgasming is an, a, an incredibly amazing way to stimulate your vagus nerve. And also, it's almost this combo where you get this rupturing and, a ple and, and pleasure at the same time. So it makes your whole body come alive. And number seven, last but not least, is to make noise. We get laugh, sing, scream, sing in your car, scream into the pillow, scream in the shower, whatever you need to do. These are seem like simple things, but when you just give it all, that singing, that yelling, that chanting actually really stimulates your vagus nerve. But I often find that in life, we're really buttoned up, right? Especially when we're stressed out, we get really quiet. We get quiet. We don't want to disrupt people. We don't want to make too much noise. We don't want to draw too much attention to ourselves. We get quiet. But what we need is actually to get loud. We need to rupture and and release and get this pee place out so not only are we calming the body stimulating that vagus nerve but we're we're rupturing and releasing and creating space for joy and pleasure to have room to come into our lives you know when you're like so wound up and not in the mood and you watch like 
something funny and it's just not funny in that moment. And yet another day, if you're feeling better, you can laugh your head off at it. We have to create space for joy and laughter in our life. Okay, sister, that was your seven exercises to burn the belly fat. I hope that you start implementing these. In fact, go out and implement some of these, set a timer, make it happen, do it right now, and then send me a DM and let me know which one you did and how you felt after. I promise you, you're going to feel more alive. Okay, go out, be more in your life and not just less on a scale, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.